You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface to see how technology and innovation are changing the music industry. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa, founder and CEO of music and tech PR firm Rock Paper Scissors, online at rockpaperscissors.biz. Hey, on the next few episodes, we are presenting Music Tectonics at Medem in Cannes in France, where it's a beautiful, sunny 71 degrees Fahrenheit with a lovely ocean breeze. We're in the Palais, where they hold the conference, just next to the, the water. You can see the boats in the water. It's a beautiful day here. Medem is the International B2B Music Trade Conference, which is in its 52nd year. Man, we'll be talking to several of the startups competing in this year's 12th edition Medem Lab. Since Medium Lab started in 2008, 237 music startups from 31 countries have taken part in the competition. Past participants of Medium Lab, and listen up, because this is what's relevant, they've included SoundCloud, the Echo Nest, later acquired by Spotify, Next Big Sound, later acquired by Pandora, even Kickstarter was a part of it. Even Kickstarter. This year, Medium Lab has 20 startups competing in five categories, music creation and education, music discovery and distribution, Marketing and data analytics. The fourth category is experiential technologies. I love the way Medium has addressed such a diverse set of categories. They align well with the types of topics we talk about here on Music Tectonics. We talk about how now music is competing with everything, but we also talk about how music is now in the hands of the masses. So music creation and education, a great one. I always think about uh, you don't even need... Uh, music teachers anymore because you can go to YouTube and learn everything you want and then you go and you put it out on TikTok and before you know it you're a superstar not that it's that easy not necessarily but and then marketing and data analytics so important in the streaming era to figure out where you're getting traction and so forth of course experiential technologies because since we're competing with everything the more we can make music engaging and feel like more than just a passive listener um, the more you know, you create opportunities for people to engage with music. So I'm really excited to be here at Medium, and uh, hope you enjoy these interviews we've got for Music Tectonics at Medium. I'm here with Tim Exile from Endless, who is a participant in the 2019 Medium Lab competition. How are you doing, Tim? Very well, Dimitri. How are you? I'm doing great. So great to have you on the podcast. We're here in Cannes at uh, Medium in the Palais. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lots of, it's just literally just opened up, but you can already see a lot of meetings are starting to happen and you, can, yeah. you guys can hear that in podcast land. So tell us what Endless does. Well, so Endless, I mean, what we're really trying to do is kind of bring that like short form collaborative recreational revolution to music that, you know, like TikTok and Snapchat have done to video and Instagram did to images, Twitter did to the written word, you know, th this whole where it's about, you know, it's music making as a conversation. Mm. It's about creation and consumption, and it's about you know it's about relationship building. Cool. What does it look like, like when when you're actually using it? So currently, our our app is a um, it's a live multiplayer music making app that's more um, aimed at kind of cre existing creators um, who can just kind of get together in little jamming groups distributed around the world, and they can make riffs with each other. So I can make a riff. As soon as I've made that riff, it's on your phone. Um, you can add another layer to it or you can remix it. When you've done that, that's sent straight back to me. That's sent straight to everyone else in the chat. So it's kind of like a music making chat room. It's like super fast moving and really interactive and collaborative. That's what, it's, that's what it is at the moment. The next thing we're building is um, you know, 
a feed-based experience where people can come in, maybe less experienced people can come in, see all the amazing riffs that these kind of really amazing jammers are doing and, you know, start by just consuming in a sort of feed feed-based style almost like tiktok oh, um, nice. instagram style so a little bit of a marketplace will kind of exactly. uh, emerge from that exactly that's cool so you have the collaborative components yeah. uh, creation and collaborative component and then building into a marketplace meeting people starting to interact in a social composition kind of way exactly yeah so so i think the headline is we're, we're really we're a relationship platform that's mm -hmm. what we want to be we're a relationship platform where music is the language and people make awesome short form content um, with a really fun creative tool. So just to be clear, they're actually playing. Uh, they're, they're playing music on the app itself. It's not a recording device. It's not used for recording. It's it's actual like drum beats, uh, sounds, and vocal as well. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. You, I mean, you can record stuff in, and um, this is what like what our kind of super users do straight away. They they'll get into it using the inbuilt sounds that are really easy to use and kind of lay down some beats, lay down some bass lines, recording some vocals. But then they're just like, hey, I, I want to hook up my whole studio. So. They then go and like sync up their studio and they're piping in like Moog synths and all this really high end stuff. Oh, that's so, cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's already, it's super simple. It's all there in the app. You can create, share, consume in one single app. Now that's what Snapchat did to video. That's what TikTok did. That's what Instagram did totally changed the landscape for those media formats and that's awesome yeah it sounds like so much fun the the, the promo video you guys have is awesome oh, cool yeah thanks. like <laughs> you just want to like start playing with it so are you in the medium lab category for music creation education or experiential technology uh creation education okay cool yeah. awesome do you like that category are you happy with that category it's funny because <laughs> i mean like you know it's what we're trying to do is uh you know we're does break out of quite a few categories because uh, you know one of the big problems that I wanted to solve as um, as an artist you know as a recording artist for 10 years or so you know releasing albums and I was in the music industry uh, proper um, but the thing that frustrated me that, that there was this barrier between creation and and consumption um, and actually what what these what these platforms in other media formats have done especially short form videos they there isn't really that much of a distinction between consumption and creation. Mm. It's just this very fast-moving cycle, so it's conversational. Um, so it's really interesting that that you've got these different categories um, for for music. I where see. They, don't, they don't really fit anymore. Right. Like so. In a way. So I, I actually was. I, I was saying I kind of like the categories because they hit so much. But you're saying you actually kind of. Once somebody goes full cycle with Endless, it actually feels like they're also doing marketing and distribution and other and experiential technology. For you, you're hitting all the categories, really. Basically, yeah. I got gotcha, <laughs> you. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned you uh, have a background in music. Where did you get the idea for this app? I mean, was there a specific moment or was it more like a evolutionary situation where you're like, man, I really, over time, I really wish I had something like this? Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the seeds were planted very early. So, you know, I started uh, my music world kind of opened up when I was a five-year-old kid started playing the violin and got into that then fell in love with electronic music when I was 12 I wow. was just like hey this sound world is amazing my life is going to be about this do you remember like what you were listening to at age 12 yeah what was it it was um I don't know do you remember do you know the do you remember Orbital the band um the group I, Orbital? yeah mm -hmm. yeah so they they got their name from this m25 motorway that goes around London where um all these um all these kind of illegal raves were popping up. And so like on a Saturday night, everyone would ri drive around the M25. Nice. Um, 
and they'd, they'd, they'd have all these bootleg tapes. They'd record the DJ sets. And, you know, I kind of picked up on some of those at like, you know, at age 12, like literally, where did you find this? Is your parents listening to this stuff? Or, I mean, <laughs> no, my parents listened to like Bach and Handel and stuff like that. That was the most <laughs> modern it got. My parents. Um, no, this was it. Uh, you know, a friend of mine's older brother. Ah, I figured Classic. older brother. That's older the other brothers. one. Yeah. yeah. My older brother was listening to Kraftwerk back when I was a, when right. I was tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank. Thank. Yeah, thank God for all the brothers. <laughs> yeah. When they weren't beating you up, they had great music taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so how long have you been working on the uh, the app? So we've been. I mean, the team's been building for three years because um, it's a very it's a very kind of it's a very R and D heavy project. You know, just to get it to this point, there's you know, a huge amount of um, you know technical problems we've had to solve, um, UX problems we've had to solve. Um, so and that's been fun. You know, I funded it. I um, from the plugin company that I had. I funded it, hmm. and we had a government grant. We've got some angel investors, some really cool angel investors. Um, so uh, so that's that's funded it so far. Gotcha. And I actually cut you off on your story. You were saying you got into that music, and we, we were getting to where how you came up with the idea as well. Yeah, sorry, I distracted. So yeah, started playing the violin. Um, fell in love with electronic music and was just like, okay, this is my sound world. And when I heard that music, when I heard the DJs playing, um, it sounded to me like they were playing it live. You know, I was young. I was 12. I was naive. Yeah. I didn't know what turntables <laughs> were. And I just assumed that they were like improvising this music. It sounded like it should be improvised. Um, but of course it wasn't. And then, you know, I, I got into producing. I got into DJing. Um, but I lost that kind of embodied feeling of playing the violin. I was just like, okay, my mission is to bring this back to electronic music. Mm. So... Um, you know, I started I started making albums in the studio, but it just wasn't right for me. So I taught myself to code. I built myself an instrument for improvising electronic music. Um, I spent like five years or so as a kind of improvising artist, trying to kind of make a career out of improv, which is hard mm. in the music industry because the music industry is essentially about repertoire. Uh, and then at some point, there was a lightning there was a sort of lightning bolt moment. Where I was just I realized that the greatest value that that i had was was not actually me playing this stuff it was the technology i made and so then mm. then it's just like right okay we're going to do endless we're going to make a platform that you know brings improv back to music brings you know turns music into a language where it's it's about it's about doing stuff in real time it's about responding rather than composing you know cool what's where's the name come from endless Ooh. no it's got three s's at the it's end. got three s's well, that's why i keep saying endless is that how you say it, or is that just me? Uh, no, I do. So, um, I mean, when, yeah, when we're talking about it with the team, it's just endless. It's become, you know, without an. That's the abbreviated version. That's abbreviated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, some of our some of our super users call it S with three S's, like E S S S. Ah, that's cool. Which is interesting. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. So the name. Why is it called that? Ah, you know, I spent such a long time thinking about the name. We kind yeah. of thought about all sorts of cheesy things like we were going to call it momentum at some point and then we were going to call it freeform and i don't know they just didn't they didn't quite have the ring to it and yeah. it, you know it was late one night you know i had a bout of insomnia and you know i was turning over my the night was taking forever and the name was taking forever and then no the night the night oh, the night <laughs> it was endless the night was endless yeah. oh i see okay i see i see we did there <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it just came. Cool just name. Like, yeah. Got it. Yeah. What, what have been the biggest challenges to date with this company? Well, the we've had a huge amount of tech to develop. Um, much more tech than your usual startup. Um, you know, I mean, the, the usual kind of life cycle for a startup is that, you know, you, you come up with an idea, you prototype it over a couple of weeks. 
um, and then you get an MVP, uh, you know, an actual product out in the marketplace in, in six months. It's taken us three years, um, and that's not because we've been slow. It's just because we're attacking a really complex problem that needs a lot of solutions to a lot of problems to actually get even the minimal thing tested out. So that's that's been challenging. So you got through the hard part. So we yeah we've got through the hard part, um, and we did we managed to we managed to keep funding it. Um, so so yeah you know I feel that. Life is probably going to get well. I I say <laughs> knock <laughs> I on say, wood. Knock on wood. Life is gonna <laughs> life is gonna get easier, but 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 yeah. I mean, it's definitely you know now we've got we're out we're out in beta. We've got we've got this limited beta. We've got some we've got a decent number of users. You know the vibes growing, the community's growing. Um, so it's you know it's getting we're in the fun part now. So what's what's the one thing you could get at Meetum that would have a great impact on your startup? I'm thinking is it investment? Is it users? Or is there something else? Well, prob- I mean, we are we are fundraising at the moment. Um, we're we're closing an, an investment round uh, at the end of this month, which is going pretty well. I mean, we're 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 most of the way to our target now, so um, not particularly concerned about that. We will need to raise some more investment in in the next sort of eight months or so, so uh, that'll be useful. Um, I think you know potential partnerships is is an interesting thing for us at, at Medem because. Um, you know, we've got, well, our revenue streams are going to be, well, the tool, because the tool is awesome. The tool is going to be free, um, but there'll be a, a, you know, premium. A, a premium tier for like, if you want the, like, the really cool sounds and the really cool effects and you want all the storage and so on, then, you know, you pay a subscription. Um, but then, you know, we're going to be, our users are already um, generating licensable content, like already in the first two months of our beta. Um, we've, we, you know, we run like a riff of the day on our Instagram channel, and um, so I think, you know, particularly at Medem, there's lots of pop- possibilities to, to find, you know, to find ways of teaming up with existing publishers and labels and stuff like that to license our content to people, or even use all the licensing platforms here to, pla- you know, to partner with a licensing platform to, like, you know, who can take these riffs and maybe curate them and place them in certain places so so do you also generate revenue off of those tracks that people make on the platform um well i mean not yet not but yet yeah, right. that's, is that yeah, the plan that's the plan yeah so I mean, we've got three three plans for revenue really um the, the first thing we're going to do is is the tool you know you sort of you pay for the extra features that that's and that's that's quite easy to to do you know um the next one will be um well the next two the, well one of them is licensing content the other one is you know, because we're, rela- we're a relationship platform, we can look to something like, you know, the Twitch model or the Patreon model or the, you know, the YouTube model where people subscribe to users. Um, and I think those are the two really interesting revenue streams for us because it's, it makes sense as a marketplace. And, you know, we want to be, you know, a, a big, we want to be a big platform where people come to, you know, to hear and create music and build relationships. Um, and the way to make that kind of platform sustainable is to allow people to generate revenue, is for it to be a marketplace. Yeah, um, and so that's where they would pay a subscription and, and you would get a cut, they would get a cut, yeah. uh, uh, the, the creators would get a cut. Are you, are you seeing specific genres already in your initial beta users um, that, are, that are kind of emerging or? The, we're seeing, what, um, what we see is people kind of start specific jams. It's actually, this is a fascinating question because um, what we're noticing is that people are moving away from genre and they're moving towards purpose. 
Hmm. What kind of purpose do you think? Like, why? Why are you doing like this? dance what? or yeah, relaxation exactly. or yeah, yeah, or, or or kind of context. So mm. we've got a jam. Um, there's uh, some of our top users. So there's a, there's an amen. You know the amen break. There's an amen break jam where everyone just like is just doing stuff with amen breaks. <laughs> um, but then there's also a jam. There's like an ambient jam. So that's a, that's a genre jam. But then there's also a kids jam uh-huh. where people are like, um, okay, you know, my kids want to play with this, but I want a jam where my kids can jam together, but they're not just like, you know, doing making a train wreck out of all this beautiful music. So that's you know, it's a purpose-led jam. So you know, genre and purpose are really kind of bleeding together, which I, which is super interesting. That is cool. So when you say there's a jam, is that just an individual group of creators, or is there kind of like an endless collaborative piece where people can come in and out of working with each other? Yeah, actually. Another interesting point. So we're, we're now, we currently call these jams jams. Um, and we thought of them in the first place as like WhatsApp chat groups. Um, so you, you, know, you know how WhatsApp yes, works. Right. So it's, a, it's like a private group, basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, from observing how our first users have behaved, we realize that jams are actually their rooms. They're mm. rooms that you go into and leave and you have different permissions about like whether you can go into that room or whether you can look into that room, what you can do in that room. Um, so, uh, so, so that's the that's a kind of emerging behavioral pattern is is that they're they're places like you know you're walking around a town centre and you can go to different bars, you can go to different shops. That um, you know the bars, all the bars will serve food and drink, but they've got a slightly different flavour to them. All the clothes shops will sell clothes, but they've got slightly different flavours to them. So it's that, you know there's a really rich culture already developing on the platform sounds really cool i love it yeah i grew up playing music on the streets of new york so this idea of jamming and um that what you were talking about with translating what you did on a violin to electronic music of having more of a tactile collaborative organic not i mean you can do all that in electronic too electronic music too but i sort of know what you mean like it's like just get up there and play that uh, doesn't require a lot of stuff or Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, it's in, I mean, another another analogy that um, that I draw quite a lot when explaining to people how you know what the what the vibe of being an endlesser is um, is to compare it, compare it to a sport. So, um, say you know football, soccer. Um, the when you go to a soccer match, you're watching people in. Re- you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you're watching 22 players on the pitch. Um, putting like 10 20,000 hours of training and rehearsal and practice um into action live right there so you don't know what the outcome is going to be but you know these people are awesome and you're there witnessing these people being awesome um conversely what happens in the in, in the music industry it's all about um you know you you create content you spend a long time creating content um and and the whole thing can kind of be faked a lot more like you cannot fake being a footballer you, you can't have a like manufacture there will never be a milli vanilli of football because you can't put so if someone is not a good footballer you can't put them on the pitch and like pretend they play good football whereas if someone is not a good musician you can hire all the producers and all you know do all this kind of branding stuff and just like manufacture an artist um so you know we're looking much toward much more towards a skill based you know it's a skill based platform it's skill relationships live collaboration that's awesome. Yeah, no, it sounds like so much fun. I just want to like 
download it and start playing with it myself right now. Um, we'll come back to meet him, but let's broaden out for a minute. At Music Tectonics, we talk about the shifts taking place beneath the surface. We talk about seismic shifts, um, partly because that's been the recent history of the music industry. Yep. Um, but also, it's just interesting to sort of think about how are things shifting. And also, just in society as a whole, we're mm. seeing it, not just in music, obviously. Everything's changing. You know, economic relationships, personal relationships, all because of how technology and the the way technology impacts the economy and way of life. I'm curious, um, now that we've got you here on the podcast, what are some of the rumblings that you think the music industry needs to be thinking about from your your seat? Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm going to be bold here. All right, that's <laughs> all right, it's going to be bold. We want bold. Yeah. So I mean, you know, every, everybody is super happy about what streaming has done. Well, especially, you know, bigger artists, I'd say, uh, bigger labels are happy about what streaming has done for revenues. Um, I think there's a massive risk that I don't see talked about that much, um, is that as, you, as the, the friction from music consumption is, is removed, you sort of get to, a you get to a certain point of removing friction where you also remove value. So, you know, now I can, I can and I do basically go, Alexa, play my favorite music. Um, Alexa goes onto Spotify, plays, you know, plays playlists. And, and my interaction is, it's a sing, you know, I don't, I don't lift a finger. I just say a few words and a whole bunch of music that is sort of roughly in line with my tastes uh, will play infinitely. It completely removes my engagement from the equation. It completely removes the friction, which is good. Um, but I think there's a big long-term risk there that the, the value of music will go down. Um, you know, streaming services have commodified music. Um, they put it, we have the entire catalog at, you know, in our pockets at the um, touch of a screen right now. Or even or a, voice. Of, uh, or a voice. An command. utterance. Yeah, an utterance. An um, which is, you know, it's great for consumers. But I think the, the you know, in some ways, the only way that music consumption can go is towards a utility you know it'll go it'll go from a commodity towards a utility where people just expect to have um music that they like on tap and they won't care about the artists who do it they won't they won't be building relationships with people so i think that's a big long-term risk that i don't see talked about in the music industry so i think engagement you know how to f how to find ways of re-engaging people in you know allowing people to form relationships with people who create music. That's great. You know what? I just came from Mark Mulligan's opening keynote here. Do you know Mark? He, he does media, media research as his thing, but he does yeah. reports and he has a newsletter. Really great. Huge fan. He's actually coming to our conference, the Music Tectonics Conference in LA. He's going to be one of our keynotes there. He, his opening keynote here just this morning was amazing. And he talked mm. about this, this very thing. Right. Um, in fact, he referenced an early uh, keynote at... Um, at Meetum, Gerd Leonard, uh, a futurist, was here. I think he thought it was in maybe 2000. I'm not sure. It was mm. quite a while ago, um, where he was the one who kind of put out this idea that music's eventually going to be like water. Yeah. And now it is. Yeah. And, and he used the term uh, utility as well. And it's it's the same thing that he was sort of referencing um, uh, that people don't have that connection to the artists. Yeah. And he actually said it feels like people's relationships are shifting from labels to streaming services. Yeah. And so that also creates an interesting dilemma for the record labels that have been powering a lot of the economics of making music mm. that reaches commercial ears, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, and so that's interesting. And what I like about this conversation about Endless, the app that you've created, is that it puts the, it kind of puts the artist back in a relational setting. Exactly. Which is interesting. It's, it's not, there's not so much of a screen or, or a wall between them and others. Although, yeah. you know, it's still a question of whether um, the relationship is with other artists versus fans, too. But the other thing that's happening that I always uh, think about in this kind of setting, when you, when you blow it up, when you're not like worried about who's getting paid or how are people going to get paid or what the, you know, what the old standing organizational or, or institutional structures are and should be, and you just say, well, wait a second. Is it about who gets paid or is it about who creates music? And should the listeners be the players? And that's where I think things like Endless come into a really interesting space where yep. creating music and interacting, collaborating and having access. Uh, we always talk about having the, that the, the access, the, the tools of production are now in the hands of the masses. Yeah. And that's, I think your Endless is, it sounds like you're set up for musicians that are pretty far along technically as well. Yeah, but that it, there's also this component where, well, but you might be collaborating with somebody who learned everything from YouTube and, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. watch watch videos on YouTube, worked in their bedroom and, and are starting to get a little bit of traction. All of a sudden they get to collaborate with one of their favorite artists or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, the word relational is the really important thing. I think uh, the really important thing, I think. You know, this is this is the big tectonic shift. It's like the whole world is shifting towards relational. Um, and when we look at the role of, of media um, in that, it's it's short form collaborative media that that, that is the kind of it's a sort of pivot point that um, that, that that transition is happening over. Um, and I think you know, if music doesn't keep up with that, it's gonna, well, it's going to have it's going to have to keep up with that um, because otherwise, music will become a utility. Yeah, music will be like water. I think I think it'll be interesting to see if there's a entirely new market created of user-generated music that is listenable in the same way that traditionally recorded music was listenable, has always been listenable, if you know yeah. it. Not that all of it is. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that's not listenable. Yeah. But my point being that, you know, I don't think the, 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 the idea of, of record labels and companies and entities that help with the, not only the production, but also the marketing and distribution mm. and curation, I don't think that'll go away, but I think there's this additional huge market that's emerging that's not just like TikTok. Um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some things that rise to the top that'll come out of TikTok that mm. will become like a recording you could hear on the radio or that you could play on your stereo at a, yeah. at a party or whatever. Stereo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have one. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, but point, point, point being that there's this other, I think there's this other body of music that's emerging mm. that... I think it will actually expand the pie for all. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, um, you know, you mentioned the the listening word. You know, listenable, listenable music. Um, and I think it's worth kind of unpacking what that really means, because um, okay, you listen to a piece of music, um, but but what next? Um, is it another piece of music to listen to, or or is it music that's listenable and actionable? Does it does it lead you to then do something to take? to say to take some to take some action to that's where the with engagement someone. comes in exactly yeah. yeah 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 and 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 this you know this is very much again this is a trend in in media it's um you don't you know th so there are platforms for just consuming all the media you want you know we've got netflix we've got spotify um consume all the stuff you want um but the stuff that's really killing it right now is basically actionable me where you consume something and uh, and then you're you know you're 
you're called to, to engage with it in some way, even if it's really simple, like clicking a like button or leaving a comment or sharing it, or ultimately then going in and remixing the media um, and spreading, uh, spreading and mutating those ideas, you know, round, round a, um, you know, a social network. When, and I don't mean just like Facebook, I mean like our social, you know, the social network of humans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so fun to think about where this is going, and especially when you go to the creativity side where you're like, mm. wow, there's so many doors being unlocked that are creating the possibility of people making music. I've got a 10-year-old son, and um, he's he's played with something called Loop Labs. Mm. And just the idea that I didn't have to show him anything. He could yeah. just start dragging things around and making music. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching where he goes with, with things as well. I mean, he takes guitar lessons too, but he hates practicing. So Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's another, that's another big big problem you know um instruments are hard software is hard uh, the format is long it takes you know it takes years to get good enough to make a long-term long-form format song and um, once you can do it then it takes days to make it it's just like i mean how the hell people end up being musicians these days i sometimes I sometimes wonder i mean in a way that's that's testament to like how big the appetite is to actually make music that you know probably most year there's like a million or so people who really kind of get through all these huge learning curves to you know to master platforms like ableton or to learn the guitar and stuff like that to become excellent uh, and you know the obstacles are just massive so many obstacles this is fun uh <laughs> diving with you beneath the surface tim i i love i love that we've uh, we've kind of got we've gone there um but let's let's go back to some practical stuff before we have to wrap up what are other conferences or competitions that you've been to and what did you get out of them i'm you know part of the idea with music tectonics in addition to this deep level seismic mm. shift stuff is also to help other people who are thinking about music tech and mm. building startups and also other innovators and, and uh, collaborators in, in the industry but are there any other places that you've kind of gone to and said this is this made a huge difference yeah, so well, um, so last year I went to uh, Future Music Forum in Barcelona. Um, also went to Sonar Plus D. I mean, Sonar Plus D is definitely a very good place. Where, where's that go. one? In Barcelona. Oh, okay. Um, so, so Sonar Festival itself is kind of a big music festival, electronic music festival. But then they added, you know, a few, like a decade or so ago, they they added Sonar Plus D, which is like a sort of um, an industry. It's like an industry conference. How big is the conference piece? Um, oh, what's your metric? Oh, I don't know. How many people <laughs> go? How many people did you I see? I don't actually know. I mean, I, I lied. At least 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's loads. I mean, it's thousands. Thousands of people. Thousands of people cool. going to Sonar Plus D. Um, then, uh, where am I going? Oh, yeah. So, going to the Wallifornia. Oh, yeah. Wallifornia. Um, I'm off there at the end of June. Have you already been to that one, or this would be a first? Uh, no, this is my first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's cool. my first one. Yeah. Gotcha. And, uh, and then I'll be going, yeah, I'll be going back to Sonar again. Um, duh, duh, duh. I know there's something in. I was talking to the uh, like the Mon Mondo NYC oh, yeah. people. Right. Yeah, um, um, you know, potentially go to that, but obviously that involves me like going to the US. Right. Um, and you know, when you're kind of like running a team and running a fledgling, exciting new business, uh, you need to need to kind of make key decisions. Definitely. <laughs> so I don't know if you've had a chance to look around or meet any of the other startups here. I know Meetum is really just kicking off, but uh, are there other startups that you're excited to meet at Meetum Lab this year or any that you saw that you're like, ooh, I want to check that out? Oh, you really <laughs> caught me off guard there. <laughs> I need to, I, I've been so oh, busy. Good. I haven't uh -huh. done, and, and we're literally just here, but I'm, I am really looking forward to seeing all the startups, seeing all the pitches and, and meeting people. It's always great to meet a fellow founder. Is this your first time to meet them? Yes, oh, it is. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my first time in the Palais, though, actually. Oh, I, really? I, um, I was here for Cannes Lions 
um, six years ago, I was actually doing a project with Richard Dawkins. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, 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 selfish, the selfish gene guy. Um, I was working with some friends of mine doing um, something that for Saatchi and Saatchi. They do this big showpiece here. And uh, so basically I was here to kind of remix Richard Dawkins doing a talk about memes and make a sort of meme-style mashup oh. of Richard Dawkins. It was crazy. Cool. It was crazy. So that was the last time I was here at Cannes. I, I've actually wanted to come to some of the other things that happen in Cannes just because, you know, the, kind of the, the film TV, the advertising yeah. stuff, just interesting. You know, sometimes you have to step into another vertical to kind of like get exposed to some other forward thinking thing that's a, about to happen or, yeah. you know, get some of that exposure. So it's cool you got a chance to, to go there. Yeah. No, I think the, the only way to progress in your own vertical is to go and look at other verticals. I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cool. Well, Tim Exile with Endless, so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Yeah, it's been great to dig in with you, and I hope we get to have many more conversations after Likewise. this. Our, we've never met before. We literally just met here at Meetem, which is great. And, and good luck yeah. to you at the Meetem Lab competition. I hope you Thank you. do a great job and get some great relationships. Endless.fm. That's where people can find out about the app, yes. right? Yes. Endless with three S's.fm. All oh, right. Um, Endless. Endless. With three S's. With three S's. Dot .fm. FM. And any other, any other shout outs, handles, uh, contact info you want to push people towards? Um, yeah. Endless with three S's. Uh, when <laughs> Endless with three S's. FM. That's our, those are social handles. So Twitter, Instagram. Particularly follow us on Instagram because we do each day we put up um, a riff from our community and there's some really exciting stuff going on there. So follow us there. That's that's where you'll get our first your first taste of what the endless feed might be in the future when it's embedded in our app. And can our listeners get the app yet? Or, um, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a sign up on your on your there's website. A sign, there's a sign up. So, um, if you really want to get the app, you will find ways to get it. Okay. This is oh god, they sound it's like some sort of like Easter egg hunt or something. But hey, that's um, good. But yeah, so we're doing it at the moment because we you know we're not ready. Uh, we're not ready to do like big, large, ste- large scale um, growth at the moment. Um, so uh, we're kind of like hiding these little Easter egg places where you can join a jam and stuff like that. So if you're here at Medem, there's a Medem jam. Nice. Um, there'll be a QR code going up at the end of my pitch, so which will allow you to join that. Um, if you get my business card, I've got my own jam there. So there are places. There are places. Cool. To get That's it. awesome. Awesome. Great. Okay. Again, thanks so much, Tim. Good luck uh, here at Medium Lab, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks very much. Listening to music tectonics.